all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hey, long time no hear. I'm back. God bless you all. Hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. This is Real Talk about the Church of God. Joseph Brownlee, your host. Hello, everyone. Long time no hear from me. <laughs> oh, all I want to do is just say hello, everyone. I know it's been a few weeks since I have made uh, an audio on this show. You know, the last one I stopped was my 150th episode. Hey, hey, let me give myself Yes, my last episode, which was about a few weeks ago, uh, was my 150th episode of Body of Christ Real Talk. All the way back from last year, like that's a long time, but last year, man, when I first started this podcast, I had no idea that I would be going this long. I knew I liked it. I liked, liked it. It's not a word. <laughs> I do. I like the platform of radio, podcasting, podcasting radio, but I, I had no idea that I would do so many shows and this accomplishment and by the grace of God, because the, uh, the subject matter is, a, it was all the subject matters in these episodes are, you know, was really from my heart of my studying, of my interest, and of my passion, you know, and it all revolved around the Bible, the Word of God. Wow, very interesting. Well, anyway, uh, let me let me let me talk about some things. Let me just explain, and I know I don't have to, you know, but I want to explain uh, how I have why I have not been uh, making any episodes as of late. And I know I have some uh, other topics I still need to bounce back on, like my 20 hot topics and things like that. I left out off sexual addiction and stuff like that. Okay, I've been pretty busy. I remember making a, I had a goal last year to try to do this ministry for a tent. And a lot of you all are my uh, faithful listeners you know, probably can remember, probably remember this. And, uh, that was all, that's all has been my goal, goal, excuse me. And, uh, you know, and I still have a very passionate goal to do full time ministry and podcasting radio, you know, for, uh, for the glory of God, of course, not for me, not for Jojo, but for the glory of God. And, but lately, uh, 
that has not happened as of yet. You know, I wanted to get my business going and everything that has been a setback. You know, not a defeat. Oh, no, oh, no, no, man, not a defeat. But it's just a temporary setback, you know. And uh, and I have been busy working a lot. I've been doing a lot of work because I am trying to get another place. I'm trying to move into another place. That's my plan. And uh, Lois willing, maybe by August 1st, I will have my new place and I will have more, you know, open time to do you know Lois Woolley my radio on both of my shows Body of Christ Real Talk as well as my Bible study program uh, Connecting the Dots you know so that's what I have been doing I've been pretty busy I've been pretty tired down and plus I just wanted to take a little time off to come up with some new subjects and clear my mind of all of my rock maroon and all the jazz and all the stuff that's been going on around the United States and around the world and within the church the body of Christ so I just took a little time off from real talk but I want to remind you all I haven't completely I didn't completely take time off on both my shows i put a little bit more time on my bible study show study show of connecting the dots which is very interesting because i am doing a study on the book of genesis the early chapters the book of genesis are early chapters the early chapters i mean from the beginning uh the creation through the uh through the creation of adam and eve uh through the fall of adam and eve and through uh Cain and Abel, and then through Noah, you know, I might do something on the uh, Tower of Babel, I'm not sure, but through Noah, and I think those four, uh, five subjects I have just mentioned is what I'm going to, is very important because a lot of people, they just know the little children's stories of all those things that I have just mentioned when it comes to the Bible. So I'm, I'm doing a very, uh, deep study on the book of Genesis, I call it the, uh, study of Genesis, the early chapters, which is the beginning you know, from the beginning of the creation to the, uh, to the, uh, the end, the first end of the earth, which, which is the flood with Noah. So that's what I would be doing. Okay. That's what I would be doing. And, uh, so I advise you, or I recommend you please go to connecting the dots, Joseph Brown and connecting the dots, my Bible study, rightly divided program and check out this series and everything It's very important, you know, because it's my observation, you know, I'm trying to use as much as my observation and the, and the ability the Holy Spirit have gave me personally, uh, my observation of the book of Genesis. I use a lot of notes. I, leave, I use some people's commentaries and stuff like that. But therefore, I does not. I don't say that it's it's the truth or it's in concrete because I give I get a lot of people's, a lot of other readers, not readers, but a lot of uh, theologians or you know grace teachers or you know commentators. I, you know, give you their idea about the book of Genesis. But I, I mainly try to keep it focused on. You know, word by word, verse by verse, Bible study about that, you know, about the word of God, you know. So that's what I'm going to be doing right now. But basically, that's what I have been doing. So I've, I've been taking a little time off. I had to pause it right there because there was a lot of activity going on in the area that I'm in. Method to this madness was going on. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I've been 
busy uh, doing a lot of work because I'm trying to catch up on a lot of things, uh, you know, save a little income to find me another place or anything like that. Now, it's nothing wrong, but I just want to have my own, you know, get my own area for my podcast and, and different things like that. Well, anyway, I just wanted to say hello to everyone. I know for the ones been uh looking for what wonder what's been going on. Just what's been going on with me. It's some good things. It's all good things, not nothing negative. And also, you know, I've been trying to keep you in touch with what's going on, you know, around the world with all with the poking and jabbing and all the weird and crazy stuff going on and things like that, you know. And I'm gonna do some more updates on that uh down the line. I advise you all to do the same thing. Well, anyway, you know, what this topic is going to be about today is I call, you remember, a topic without a topic. I'm just going to be a lot of rambling. I'm going to be just talking about a lot of different things, you know, just to just to talk to you guys and not just thank you all for the ones that's been keeping up with my podcast and listening to my show. That's what's been going on. That's what's been going on with me. And how are you guys doing? You know, hello to everyone. You know, all my listeners of the USFA and also my international listeners, okay? Well, before I just uh, had to do a little pause, I, you know, I had to just digress. I was talking about the series that I'm doing on the book of Genesis. My mind is everywhere right now because, like I said, I just off the bat just talk about different subjects. But that's what I advise you to just go to the Connecting the Dots joseph brownlee my bible study rightly dividing program which you can find on spotify on a lot of and a lot of other uh outlets in the uh the podcast radio community connecting the dots you know you know it's good to just go back and forth you know for the uh, body of christ is mostly for it's more transparent talks about different topics and different subjects involving the body of christ and the world but mainly the body of christ the church uh connecting the dots is like i always said i repeat myself uh it's strictly bible study strictly bible study how to study god's word the correct way rightly divided i honestly mean the correct way so please uh tune in to connecting the dots connecting the dots you know i don't have a website for that as yet but you can go on spotify connecting the dots and uh tune into this series of i think i've done about eight series so far very good you know word by word verse by verse bible study very this is this is my first time doing that evaluation on the book of Genesis. I have read the book of Genesis over several times, but I have got into some very deep things that's been revealed to me. And it's incredible how the Holy Spirit works when you just read his words slowly. It's a technique I use now by reading his words slowly and looking at the words very, you know, very deeply when it comes to words in the Bible and sentences in the word of God, you know, so that's the way I look at the Bible verse by verse and let God through the Holy or Holy Spirit through God, you know, teach me, you know, what his word is saying. I also use another, uh, sometimes not a lot because, you know, anything that man gets a hold to, you know, I have to be careful. I, I've been looking into <clears throat> a little bit of Hebrew too. So I have this kind of mechanism, which is, this is a, it's not a software, but it's a study a book that's called uh, the mechanism, the mechanical view of Genesis. And I've been using that to try to get a word for word look, uh, 
comparison of the old English or the English translations compared to the so-called true Hebrew. I say so-called because I got to do more study because they have so many people have so many different Hebrew and Greek translations. That's why I don't get into that a lot. I don't need to. You do not need to, but this is something I am doing because I was just looking for the words, the names of God. Not so much trying to learn Hebrew, but the names of God is why I use this mechanical translation uh, by this young man. His name is Jeff A. Benner. Jeff A. Benner. You can look him up and everything. Now, I don't know too much about Hebrew or the real meaning, but it's very enlightening to understand some of the things, the differences between the thought pattern and the cultures of the Hebraic Hebrew thought and culture compared to the way we think today. There's a big difference, and that's very, very important and interesting. But something you don't got to do now. Let me put that, keep throwing it out there. This is something you don't have to do. It's very important, you know, for me because I do a lot of Bible teaching and stuff like that, so therefore I'm more into word study, not so much trying to learn Hebrew. You know, I'm not trying to learn Hebrew or none of that, but I'm just learning learning the names of God or different sentences that the Hebrew, bro, uh, that is, that is bro- broken down in the Hebrew way of thought and thinking in their culture compared to the way we think today because there is a difference that can, and that can be why. And well, I, matter of fact, I know that's why somewhat is a lot of error sometimes when it comes to the English way of thinking, old, the old English. I know it is with the American slang because of the word changes and the word differences why you can misunderstand and misinterpret the Word of God, especially the King James Bible. Okay. All right. So that's what I've been doing. I recommend you and I really, really encourage my listeners to uh, go to Connected to Dots for that Genesis study, verse by verse study of the book of Genesis. It's very good. It's very interesting. If I could say this so myself. Okay. <laughs> Bible study. Bible study. Now I'm going to do a, a, a topic on Bible study. <laughs> But I can talk about that now because that's that was one of my hot topics coming up in the future, which I'm going to get back to later on, my hot topics. But it's been a lot of other things, I think, overrides some of the hot topics because it's always a hotter topic or a more interesting topic to talk about. <laughs> so that's where I can take my time, you know, off from different topics that I call hot topics because what might be a hot topic to me might not be a hot topic to my audience. So, therefore, that's why I still come up with different topics or different subjects, you know. If you you follow what I'm saying, you know, so, and the last one I left off was sexual addiction. I'm still going to finish off with sexual addiction. You know, I'm not, I didn't, I have not really... Uh, piggyback back on that says because some people have an idea what sexual addiction is and what must they do and that if you're a true man or woman of God, listen closely if you are a true saved man and woman of God you don't need to know what do God think about sexual habits and sexual addictions you understand what I'm saying? So that should not have to be explained to the average or even the lay Christian believer, okay? 
It should not be. I just do that to, for the ones that do not understand that ask those questions. You know, I try to get that out there. So therefore, the ones that don't know, don't need to know what do God think about sexual addictions. You know, do God know the difference between sexual lifestyles, addiction lifestyles, and the sexual addiction struggles, because there is a difference when it comes to the body of Christ, so therefore, I will be getting back on that church, but, uh, you know, you know, it's just going to take a little bit more time, you know, just bear with me and everything, but, you know, I like to, I like to give my audience the benefit of the doubt that a lot of you all, that are Christians, or a lot of you all that are not Christians have have some type of idea. Let me put it this way. The believer, the Christian, should have some type of idea if they're if you all read your Bible of what God thinks. You know, not your opinion, what God thinks, but what do the word of God think about the different topics that I've talked about when it comes to mental illness and when it comes to alcohol and drugs and sexual addiction. You should have some type of basic idea. You should. Now I'm not gonna jump to jump to the conclusion that you do. You know, but I'm just using this as an example that you should. Now, the unsaved, I can understand them asking questions and everything because a lot of them don't read their Bible or they have never studied the Bible and they don't have that quickening made alive spirit to, under, to understand the supernatural things of God. I can understand that for you uh, unbelievers are unsaved, you know, and uh, why you would ask those questions. So, but it's, I'm really just talking to you all. You know, files that no, you know, talk to everyone, the saved and the unsaved. But I'm just trying to give an example, a perspective to both of my audience that listen to this podcast. You know, you all might know something about it, and you all, you know, might not. I don't know because I don't get any comments, anything like that in my comments, so I don't know. And uh, and the reason why I don't know, why I don't get comments or you know feedback, anything like that. You know, I don't know why people. Maybe it's just a person that listens and they don't listen anymore or they just don't have anything to say and I don't know if you agree or disagree of what I'm saying but it will be nice if I just get some type of comment and just say one just say hello you know and you know I've been listening to your show I just have a question about this whether it's good or bad just let me know so I can you know I can follow up on things that I know are certain errors that I'm making you know and just remind me that I made errors or whatever like that it's okay I'm open to that as as just line up with the word of God or just any type of historic subject I talk about, I can make errors. You know, I use some of my opinions sometimes. You might have a different outlook on things, so it's okay. But it's okay to talk about it, you know. You don't have to, but that would be nice, you know, that'll help me and that'll help my audience grow and and you know, so you can know you are open to your comments, you know, as long as you keep it clean, no profanity, anything like that, you know, you got to have profanity, just, just leave it off, because I won't, I won't present it publicly anyway, but if you can just do it in a clean manner, in a respectful manner, respect each other, and agree to disagree, I'm open to that, that's okay, that's free speech, I'm all for that, we all do not think alike, even believers, and I know unbelievers don't think alike, they see things differently, but just ask questions, and just learn from each other, as I learn, I teach I said, teach, I learn. You can teach me some things. You can show me some things. It's okay. Leave a comment, okay? All right. So, Bible study. Bible study is for the believer. Let me just put a point blank. No sugarcoating here. If you are a Christian, Bible study will benefit you more than the unsaved. Let me say that again. Bible study will benefit 
the saved more than the unsaved. Hundred percent, no doubt. You can get the unbeliever. You can get a lot of word knowledge. You know, you can get a lot of historical facts about the Bible. You know, yes, you can do that, no doubt about it. You get some benefits, you know, of the morals of God, you know, things like that. An unbeliever can't get that. The Bible's open to that. Bible's open to anyone to read, but you will not get the true nutritional feeding and the true discernment of God's word, the hidden spiritual true meanings of God's word, you know, without being saved, without being a new creature without having your spirit renewed you know and this is a fact I don't care how much you think you know the Bible you might be a professor you might be a scientist you might be a layman you can understand knowledge you can understand history you can understand a lot of things and all that is good you can have a lot of book sense you can have, have a lot of worldly sense you can have a lot of historical knowledge we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And you can apply that to the Bible and get a lot out of the Bible, but it will be only knowledge. But a lot of times, and most of the time, you will not have the true spiritual revelation knowledge because <clears throat> there's no doubt to me the Word of God is a supernatural thing for the believer, and the Holy Spirit will open up a believer's eyes, not the unbeliever, unless he's finna get saved and he have a contrary heart. But he will open up only his revelation to the believers. Okay, for you to have a deeper understanding. That's why Jesus talked and talked in parables a lot in his teachings. When he talked in parables, he didn't use parables so they can understand who he was talking about, contrary to what many believe. He taught parables for so they could not understand what he was talking about. Why? Because the deeper things of God is was only for his listeners or only for his followers for his disciples and for the little flock. That's why he explained when they asked questions, he explained what he was saying to them and not into the ones or other thousands that was following him because they were not following him to understand the things of the kingdom. They were not following him even to know him. Most of them was following him to be fed. Food, not spiritual food, but physical food, because Jesus was feeding them. A lot of them just wanted something from him. There was leeches. You ever heard that? You got people following you because they leech. They want what you got physically. 
They don't want the deeper spiritual. They don't really want to follow you. They want what you can give them out of your pockets or something like that. They want free stuff. They want to get things free without submitting to the cause. You understand what I'm saying? And that's why Jesus talked to them in parables. He gave them stories and he left them bombarded and confused and they had to figure it out themselves. That's why, therefore, when he say you, you are listening, but you do not hear me. You are listening in a paraphrase where I'm saying this. You are listening, but you do not hear me and understand. You do not understand what I'm saying because you're spiritually dead. You're, you're following me for the wrong reason. Someone, and it happens today a lot, people follow some certain leaders for the wrong reason, good and bad. So it's always an issue when you follow man. And when you're following the morals of God, most people don't want the, uh, the true morals of God. They want what you can give them. They always want you to feed them or give them things most of the time. So Jesus taught in parables, okay? <clears throat> because the deeper things of God is only going to be revealed to his children, which is the body of Christ. Christ is the head to the body of Christ. So if I'm getting too deep for the unbeliever, the ones that's tuning in right now, you know, just bear with me. I'm trying to give you an understanding that all the privileges you can have and the key, the spiritual key you, you can have to understand the deeper things in the Bible by being saved. You can get a lot of knowledge and historical knowledge, but the spiritual knowledge is impossible for you to understand and comprehend. I don't care how much, how good you sound, you're going to always try to find errors a lot in the Bible. You're going to see certain things you can't comprehend, so therefore, because you cannot understand it. I'm talking to the unbeliever now. Some believers are like this, but most of the unbelievers, because you cannot understand the subject or the topic, you call it an error. Or you just say, this is what God is really saying. Or you try to look at it in a humanic or human way of looking at things. Therefore, you say the Bible is an error. Especially the King James Bible. You say it is an error. It's a lot of errors. So you use other translations. And you use other, you know, people that write about the Bible. You buy books about the Bible. You don't read the Bible. You just buy books books about the Bible that refutes what the Bible, the Word of God is saying, okay? Therefore, you will never get the spiritual knowledge because you are spiritually discerned. You are spiritually impotent, if I think put it that way. You are spiritually impotent because your body, your spirit man has, is dead since the beginning, you know? Your spirit man is dead. It needs to be made alive for you to understand the deeper things of God when it comes to reading the Bible, Therefore, okay, I wanted to put that in there. And Bible study. That's the difference between the saved and the unsaved. If the saved people have some type of a, a problem understanding the Bible, what do you think the unsaved is? Some people think people are saved. Let me say, listen closely. Some people base a person's salvation or how many, on how many scriptures and verses they can quote from the Bible. And that, that, that tickles the flesh. They get people all happy to say, yeah, this person got to be saved. This person must be a Christian because they don't understand, you know, the, really the real, uh, you know, interpretation on the real understanding of what it means to be a Christian. So they, they go about how many times a per person quotes scriptures or whatever like that, the verses, you know, that sounds good, you know. But, but that don't mean nothing because you're atheists quote a lot of scriptures. 
not correctly. Now, some of our basic understanding, any man unsaved can understand a lot of basic things in the Bible. But I'm talking about the spiritual things, the deeper things of the Bible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you cannot understand a lot of things in the Bible. Yes, some things are plain, you know, but it also depends on translations as well. Now, let's let's get into that. It, it, it also depends on the translations of the Bible, you know, the King James, the NS, NS, SB, the NIV, the Living Bible, you know, the different type of translations. Are you really getting a true knowledge of God? Okay. Are you really getting a true word of God with the different translations? You know, you have to compare the translations with word studies and different things when it comes to the King Jimmy or any other translation, the Amplify, the NSSB, the NIV, the Living Translation, which I use sometimes for just paraphrasing basic understanding, not for Bible study, you know, but I use it in, for that reason. There's so many different translations out there. It's pathetic. And everybody called it the Word of God. Everybody calls it, and they think they're reading the Word of God, okay? Let me give you an example. When I was in church, and I never even paid this attention until I learned how to write the divide, but it used to be somewhat confusing to me, but I never, uh, I never acknowledged it, and I never questioned it, but I always... By me being a critical thinker and like to think for myself because that's the ability God gives all of us, whether we're right or wrong, to be open-minded and critical and think for ourselves and find the truth of certain things, even when it comes within the church. When you go to church today, when I was growing up, when you go to church today, especially any church, but let's talk about a, a denominational church. If you look around that church, small or big, you would notice People have different translations of the Bible, supposedly be the word of God. Now, for the ones that save, you understand that all the ones that go to church that are not saved because you go to church don't mean you're saved. Let me put that out there. You will look if you look around and do an eye check, you will notice that there's many different translations of the Bible in your church. And you say, wow, you might be impressed with that. Look over there, you got the Amplified. Look in another seat, you got the uh, the NIV. Look on another seat, you got the Living Translation or the New Living Translation. Look over there, somebody might have the New King James study. You look in another area, you know, you might have this translation. But it's something that's very interesting. And I'm not saying all churches. It depends on the upbringing of uh Bible readers, you know, something very interesting. You would notice it's not a lot of King James readers in your denominational church. I could be wrong, but if it's not you, you know, just disregard what I'm saying. But I'm talking about the ones, even yourself that listens to this podcast, whether you're a church goer, curiosity listener, or whether you are saved. If you look around your church, church as a building, not the body of Christ, but church as a building, you know, if you look around in your church building, whatever church you go to, you will probably see different types of translations of the Bible. I have no doubt. I'm not saying everybody, but, you know, some people might have the same translation. It depends. Sometimes some people follow their pastor so much. They just they just read whatever translation their pastor is using. 
If your pastor is a gung-ho King James Version Bible user, the majority of the church going to use that Bible because the pastor going to sometimes coerce you to do that, not so much force you, not some will, but they will coerce you to use the King James Bible. If your pastor using the NIV, they will coerce a lot of the uh, people to use the NIV because they're going to they're gonna break down different Greeks and Hebrew and stuff like that and, and people going to people get so caught up in words and names and stuff like that you know they're going to say this must be the word of God you know let's read this Bible forget the King James I don't understand it anyway you know let's just read this translation you know or you might have a, a, a minister don't, don't care what type of translation or pastor does not care what type of translation you use therefore they just say open up your bible such and such a page let's talk about this story whatever translation you got they're using it that way whatever translation you got just follow it because remember according to their eyes and it's sometimes out of ignorance and they don't know i'm not saying they're not saved no, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're not saved. God can save anybody out of any translation. Don't get me wrong because he can do that. The word of God is true. A lot of translations got the, the, the correct way of how to be saved and stuff like that. They just have a problem with other issues of taking out in the deity of Christ. That's the issue, which is very bad on a lot of translations. You have some decent translations out there. So don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, you know, if you look around, you will see so many different translations of the word of God. You know, some more alike than others because light follows like, even when it comes to group sessions, whatever like that. But people comfortable with that. But you have to look at it this way. Is that what God wants? Why would God have, do you think a person of Christ, man and woman of God, do you think God is pleased with all these translations? You think God will use it? If you know the God of the Bible, you said, what Bible, Joe? I have different Bible. Any Bible, even translation. If you, most of them are basically going to be read, going to, on some basic things, have some truth in it. Yeah, you have a lot of translations, have some good truth in it. And a lot of, trans, some of them translation, translated pretty decently, pretty good. You know, I don't doubt that. But is it the word of God? Hmm? Why would God have someone write a certain translation? You know, let me teach you something here as I teach myself. King James Bible. First of all, do not get stuck on the name King James. That's that's an issue right there. A lot of people that are King James readers, or they call them King James only. I see that in Facebook everywhere. King James only. I don't like that. We say you're King James only. I know and I follow what you mean. That means you only read the King James. Nothing wrong with that. I'm for that. Nothing but the King James. So I'm for that, okay? And uh, King James Bible. Your focus should be on English translation, not so much King James himself, but the English translation. Remember, there was Bibles before the King James came, before the, the authorized King James Version. There was other English translations before it became the King James, like the Geneva, etc., stuff like that. If we do our Bible history or the, the beginning of the Bible, the book, the different translations have a translation. It was not the King James. It was a translation in the English. So English is the topic. 
the old English and the English of the day is the topic when it comes to the English tongue. You know, so let's not get stuck on the name King James. I know that's hard, but and I even, you know, get really loosely when I use the King James Version. But I can, I'm going to let you know I don't worship the King James Bible. I worship the Word of God. Let me say that again. I don't worship the King James Bible. It's just a book. I worship the Bible, the Word of God. No one has the original, true original scripts of the Hebrew of the Bible. No one has that. They're from translation to translation. So therefore, I don't worship the King James Bible. I don't worship the King James book itself. I worship the Bible, the word of God behind that, the true word of God, the true translations of the word of God, because that Bible is 100% accurate. The King James could have some misprints or misspellings or whatever like that. So it's never going to be perfect. But it's translated in the perfection that God used man to use, you know, far as the English literature uh, when it comes to the King James Bible for the English literature. That's why Tyndale and a lot of guys like Webster, you know, he might have some errors in his story. It's a lot of hipster old Webster done what they done. Some of them died because not the King James. They died because of English literature, not because of King James, because of the people could understand the Bible before the King James came 1611, uh, translation before that came they wanted to understand the english literature you know i like the way justin johnson from grace ambassador was breaking that down and he brought a lot of knowledge to the table you know justin johnson that's another young man you should look into him grace ambassador you can find him on youtube justin johnson does a good teaching on that you know i learned a lot from justin johnson because he has a long arm of studying and that makes sense you know we have to understand the English literature is what we should be looking for. Not so much the King James. It just happened to be the King James Bible. So that's a little short history on that, okay? Do not worship the King James Bible. Just worship the word of God behind it, okay? Let's get this straight. So therefore, you know, you have a lot of translations in the churches, you know, a lot of churches that you all go to, whether you're saved or saved, you will notice that you probably have a Bible yourself and nine times out of, well, I'm going to say that nine times out of 10, it's not the King James Bible. I can almost put, put a, a, a put a bet on it. And I don't even bet. I'm just using it as an example because that's the way with lingo we use that you do not have a King James Bible. It's probably another translation. I'm not knocking you for that. You know, it's probably another translation. So therefore I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting into the different translations or whatever like that. I, I, what I want to talk about is, you know, if you look around, if you go to church building wise, cause we are the church for the same people, but for anyone saved or unsaved that goes to church, you would notice that there there's probably different translations in your church. I have no doubt about that. But everybody believes they're reading the word of God. That's a big trick of Satan. Boy, he got that, he's got that down pack. I'm not saying you're all going to hell. You're not saved. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying it's very interesting. If you do your little nosing around, you know, 
of people not being obvious that you what type of translation you got you what type of translation you got you know as people do ask that out of uh, sincerity out of sincerity you know they ask that because they say oh I like the look of that bible oh you have a beautiful pretty bible oh I like that leather and whatever like that oh I like that what translation is that you will hear that conversation what translation are you reading blah blah and Eight times and nine times out of ten, you know, I could be wrong with some churches, but I believe you, most people, do not have a King James Bible, a 1611 King James Bible. They do not have that because they were taught that the King James Bible has so many errors. Therefore, these Bible is the true translation of the King James Bible because the King James Bible have so many errors. You will see people probably say that or they just say, I can understand this more because it's plain and clear. But I can understand what that person means. I'm sincere about that. I was the same way. But do, does that make it true? Does that make that the true word of God? Because you can understand it. Another thing, Justice Johnson, bitches, because you can understand it doesn't mean does not mean you are getting the truth. Let me say that again, because you can understand a certain translation Bible and it's very pretty and understand and you can understand better in your lingo does not make it the truth. That's why Satan used different translations. Uh, I heard about this translations of the message. I heard about a translation. I don't have the proof of it. It's called the slain Bible. Then you have the LG, whatever they call it. Do you have the gay Bible? All of them call it the word of God. Why? Because they're trying to make it more understanding for their audience to listen to. It don't have to be the truth. It's their truth. So they make different translations to to uh, to appease their audience, to appease themselves, and to appease their audience. So they make it plainly. I know this is Bible study, guys. If this is for the saved, I'm going to say, say, we must look out. We must watch that. You say, Joe, you're trying to... Uh, promote the King James? No, I am not. I'm trying to promote the true word of God. But my recommendation is the King James Version. But I'm not saying this is the only Bible, King James, that you can get saved out of. I just want you to be careful. And they're the ones that all was not the King James. Give the King James a chance when it comes to Bible study. And if you're saved, the Holy Spirit will show you. He will guide you on how to understand the King James Bible. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal now, the King James Bible is hard to understand compared to a lot of translations. Yes, 
because I like Justin Johnson. I'm quoting a lot of Justin Johnson because it makes a lot of sense. God wants us to figure things out ourselves. He wants us to study to show thyself approved, a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So certain things we got to get out of sweat equity and stop being lazy, just like you do in your colleges, in your high school, and you break down certain things, you search it. That's how you have to do the King James Bible. And the Holy Spirit will lead you through that, through other, you know, through other tools that you can use and whatever like that, you know. You will learn how to understand the Bible, which is, first of all, the English Bible, the true word of God in your own vernacular. And you will start running and being afraid of the thises and thousands and winces and those different old English words, which is, some people say it's a fifth grade translation of the old English. They just pronounce things differently. Words are used differently today. They they mean the same thing, but they use differently. That's why some people say a child could understand it. But you got to be very careful for that, because the King James Bible most of, most of the time is not easy to understand unless you do a study, a word study of the King James Bible. Then you will love it. You will fall in love with it. Okay, no doubt you will fall in love with it, but don't just knock it because you can't understand the old English. Do not knock it. I used to do that. That's why I went to the Living Bible. I never went to a lot of other translations. I just didn't have a lot of trust in that. But I used to go to the Living Bible, read out the Living Bible, even though I liked the Living Bible. It never convicted me. It never, I never felt I was reading the true word of God, even though I have, uh, I was kind of not knowing and ignorant in the King James. I, I always felt that the King James was the true word of God. And that's no doubt. That's my dryer, <laughs> nor the dryer that I use. The true word of God. I felt the conviction. I felt the love. I felt it, it got by the King James. I always got my attention more than any other translation. Unless, I'm talking about me. Some people was brought up in another translation. They was never brought up in the King James uh, translation. So they will always have a problem with the King James. And they was taught that any good translation is the word of God, which is not true. Any it's the word of God, which is not true, definitely not true. So they don't know nothing about the King James. They just know their translation. Therefore, their all their knowledge is coming from that book and from that pastor. See, see how masterful Satan is. Anything, if you're a baby, and you was taught a certain way from a baby, a certain way since you were a child, that's what you're going to grow up believing. You understand? That's what you're going to grow up believing. For instance, when you were in school from a child, I remember going to school from a child. And I wish I would have got a lot of schooling more, but I didn't. I just didn't like school. I love reading. I always knew how to read. Thank God for that. You know, my issues with everything else, like mathematics. But, you know, in school, whatever you was taught in school, you know, whether it's history, whether it's science, you know, I'm talking about any reading, understanding, not so much arithmetic. You know, whether it's science, whether it's biology, that's what's going to follow you as you grow older. And you're going to kind of stick with that until you get out to, you know, different world and you get everybody else's philosophy or everybody else's belief. That's going to bring a lot of confusion. 
but you're going to understand a lot of things if you're interested in that subject, whether it's biology, whether it's history, whether it's science, or whether it's language arts or different things like that, or artistic arts or whatever, if it's a such thing. That's what you're going to put your mind on. That's what you learn. So it's the same as a child. If you are a child, just say from five years on up, and all you was read about the Bible was, let me use an example, was the NIV? That's all you knew. The majority of your church read the NIV. But at home, let me use this example. I'm just using the NIV. I'm not, not, I'm not putting down the NIV. I don't like the NIV, but it's still some good things in NIV, but I wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't trust it. That's just me. But uh, and you was, uh, you was taught how to read the Bible through the NIV translation. That's what you're going to believe and go what's in the NIV. Not no other translation. I don't care if it's the King James. You can look at other translations, you know, you know, but you will still go back to the NIV. But you will still use another translation over the King James Bible because in your household, they were anti-King James. They was NIV. This is the new word of God. This is the new Bible. And I mean it sincerely. This is God's true translation. Whether it's the NIV, I'm just using the NIV as an example. Whether the NASB, whether it's the, uh, the Living Translation, you know, whether it's the English Translation, the NAB, whether it's whatever. That's what you're going to have embedded and broadened in you. When you talk to people about Jesus, so it's going to be out of that translation, not the, not any other translation, even the King James Version. You're going to use the translations out of that Bible correctly, correct? Rather, whatever translations is, the uh, Amplified or whatever, you know, which is pretty cool. I like to Amplify it myself, you know, but I don't use that. I, I, I ain't going to get into that, you know, but, uh, you know, you're going to use whatever translation out of that Bible from a child five years on up. I'm just using that as an example of today, you know. Okay, vice versa. If he was brought up on, let's just say, the King James Version Bible, the same thing. That's what you're going to use. And that's what you're going to have embedded in you. The problem with that is most of the time the King James Bible is not correctly taught. So therefore, that's why you have history of people misquoting scriptures. They use certain scriptures and verses out of context. And they think God is moving this way. They think God is doing that. And they think the whole Bible is for them. They think everything God says in the Bible is supposed to be happening to them today. I mean, everything in the Bible, they put it in the pot. And they just say, I'm going to drink this. So every blessing is for me in the Bible. You know what they mess up on? And I'm guilty of that too in the past. Therefore, if you believe every blessing is for you, you got to take every curse as well. So that means every curse is for you. So therefore, that's why people are so, they walk on shells so much when it comes to the King James because they, they really believe the blessings are for them, but they also really believe the curses are for them too that was applied back then, you know, for Israel. They believe that. Therefore, that's why you have uh, your, your, your certain teachers in certain churches when it comes to making you feel guilty of, because you're not doing this, because you're not getting baptized, because you're not paying your tithes, because you're not doing this. This curse is going to follow you because you're not paying tithes. They go to the book of Malachi.
Malachi, which is so much misinterpreted. Lord have mercy. They go to the book of Malachi. A lot of you understand what I'm talking about. If you you, you do your, if you pay tithes or whatever like that, you know, you you understand what I'm talking about. The pastor, a lot of the ministers, I was going to Malachi and they go to the Old Testament or you know, even say Jesus paid tithes and whatever like that. Yes, he did, but that's another teaching in itself. But, you know, I'm not getting into that. But my point is, you have to take the blessings with the curses and the curses with the blessings if you go on that route. That means you putting yourself under the law. So that's the that's the problem when pe- many people misread or misinterpret the King James Bible. Because not, a lot of the, the new transla- translations today, you know, I ain't talking about these warped out translations. So some of these translations come a lot from the the teachings of, you know, origin and different people like that. You know, it's a history about origin. I'm going to do a study on that or origin, not only for myself, but for my listeners as well. You have to understand a saved person for a believer. Who's the origin? Who's the who's the writers of these certain translations? What 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 are a lot of these translation examples are used. You go back to the the so-called forefathers of these translations, and you will get a lot of you will change your mind about what you're reading when you find out who they came from. You really will. You know, there's 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 a, a method to this madness of a lot of these translations. Okay, but this is not what I'm going to talk about. I just want to give you an open mind about Bible study. When you're doing Bible study, I use these examples. When you are trying to learn God's word, the translation and the words are very important when it comes to the word of God. That's all I am saying. You have to be the judge of that. I can't tell you. I can't make you. I can only give you a recommendation. You know, all I'm just saying, the, all, every translation out there is not the word of God. Okay, some are better than others. But God do not use and get people confused. Remember, the God is God is not author of confusion. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal even with translations. That's why it was so much of a battle and a struggle back in the uh, medieval days and the Reformation days and the Luther days. They was trying to get the true word of God out. Not the King James, but the true word of God in the English literature. Not the King James, but the English. It was such a battle with that because it was a lot of messed up interpretation or whatever like that. That's why I'm so much a fight for this guy. Some of these people die to get... The true translation, the English translation of God's word, not the King James, you know, I'm talking about before even that, you know, 
1611 King James, you know, they was trying to get that translation down for a reason before even these other translations even came apart. Why do you think they risked their lives for that? People didn't die because they made the NIV or whatever translations they got now. They didn't go through the struggles that these people went through to get the English translation out before it became the King James. Then you had the Geneva, which was before the King James. You had English translation before the King James. It was just broken down or whatever. It, came to, uh, it was authorized by King James, just authorized, not written by King James, authorized by King James, okay? So the translation, the Bible translation is very important. Don't take it lightly when it comes to the word of God. Like I say, you could be sick. God can save you out of any translation. I really believe that. I agree with a lot of people that say that, ministers that say that. But I believe just you have to be careful on the translations of the word of God before you try to get into Bible study. You can learn something out of it. Don't get me wrong. Yes, you can. You can learn the, 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 a lot of good things out of some translations. But. My point is, when it comes to watering down the deity of Christ or taking down, if you've taken out so much of the king of the translations that's in the King James compared to your translations, if you do a word by word or, you know, side by side and you look which I'm going to get into that word by word, side by side of the uh, how many translations was tucking out of the King James because they felt it did not go there or they felt because of this study or this this Greek study whatever it did not go there you going to have some issues that means God made a mistake that's what you said because remember the God used back then those translations those those 47 different scholars he used those people for a reason I have no doubt for the correct translation, not for it to be confused. So all of a sudden he's going to use another trend. Oops, I made no mistake. We're going to take out over a hundred or two hundred or something that those because go there because we found it in an apocrypha or we found it out of this something or you know whatever. <clears throat> that means God made a mistake, right? That means you know God made a mistake in the King James Bible. But you, I know you would say, man, it was a man's mistake. It shouldn't have went there. You know, you might have some, you might have some type of proof there. But the majority of the time is not. You, it's just what they did not like. They took out what they did not like. They took out. So they said it was a misinterpretation, or it shouldn't have been there. They just most of the time, if you're looking for the founders of a lot of these Bibles, especially the NIV, you will find out that they took out what they didn't like because a lot of them wasn't even Christians. I heard they was an atheist. So you have to be careful of these translations. You have a lot of far-fetched books out there. You ain't got no business holding your hand, Christian, when it comes to the message and all this other weird, you know, Bibles out there. You know, good well, you shouldn't have those Bibles in your hand. You're not getting fed the true word of God from a lot of these wacky translations, you know. Then you you know so you have to be careful. That's what I mean when it comes to Bible study. When it comes to Bibles, I know I'm going long, but it has been a while before I even said it. You know, I've been on this pro. I've done anything on Body Christ Real Talk. This is my 151st episode. Yay! My 151st episode. And I I wasn't planning to talk about this. You know, not this deep, but I wanted to do the Bible study early. I know I had I told you hot topics. Bible study was one of them. I'm just doing it now. I might mix it up with the hot topics. I'm going to get back to sexual addiction, but I believe you know, I feel within my spirit the Holy Spirit leads me to get certain 
uh, teach on certain topics, especially when it comes to the Word of God. You know, not Bible study on body of Christ. You can get that little connected to the dots. And, uh, but I'm just using this as an example that, you know, I felt the Bible study needed to be put up front when it comes to that. You know, a lot of things you already know the answer to, but you have to do your own due diligence. What I mean by that, sometimes we want to, st we stay babies. We always ask why. You know, I see it all on Facebook, man. People asking the same questions. They shouldn't be that ignorant no more. Some people choose to stay ignorant. They always want somebody to spoon feed them, spoon feed them. They never want to do, do their own searching. And then when they do their own searching, you know, they do not believe it. You say, Joe, why did you say that? Because if they did, if they really believe what the word of God said, you know, if they really believe what the word of God was saying, they wouldn't ask the same questions because sometimes most time God's word is just plain and simple and cut and dry you understand what I'm saying it's cut and dry it's our belief it's always going to fall on our belief or unbelief let me say it again understanding the Bible is going to come to two things belief or unbelief I don't care what translation it is it's going to fall on two things belief or unbelief Therefore, when it comes to belief, you know, you got to take it by faith sometimes, you know, and this majority of the Bible, you have to believe the Bible by what? By faith. Some things is common sense, but you believe it by faith. You have no proof. You have none of that. You just believe it by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. The church today, we walk by faith, not by sight. Let me say that one more time. The church today, the body of Christ, walk by faith. Not by sight. What do you mean by sight? Signs and wonders and word of knowledge and sins, great miracles. We don't use that today like they did in the past because they had a full word of God like we do now. This is a fact. That's why the Israel was walking. Their, their, their belief was mostly by signs and wonders and the law. You know, before the law came to fruition in uh, Exodus 24, starting in 19 Exodus 24, they believe by what God said or what man said. They didn't have those things. I mean, before the Dead Sea Scrolls and before uh, the parchments was uh, was wrote on parchments and stuff like that, or in the law, the commandments, the Ten Commandments or the different laws, which Israel was under the covenant with 613 different type of laws they had to follow without breaking one. And they know they could not do that, but this is what they asked for. 613 different type of laws. Well, anyway, they didn't have what we have today. They didn't even have what what they had back in the 1400s and 1600s and stuff like that. They was trying to get translations for the word of God. They even went further. The further through time, more written parchments and more written word on paper was coming ahead. Therefore, if you notice, it was more less miracles, true miracles. You have stories and movies and stuff like that. That's another thing. But I'm just talking about, you would notice if you're honest that a lot of miracles are becoming lesser and lesser, the miraculous miracles like Jesus done back in the past because we walk by faith. You have to believe by faith. A lot of these people die. They didn't get rescued. Ten of them got burned by the stake and all of them. John of Ark and different people because of their faith. Because of their protecting the true word of God. Not so much the King James, but the true word of God in the English literature or whatever uh, 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 language that they was trying to 
translate the word of God. It always had to do with the word of God because we always can we cannot forget. We you had international it was up to the English people to get it out there to other nations and everything, but the other nations got persecuted as well, not because of the so much of the you know, the King James, but the translations, but the Bible itself, the word of God takes full power and and uh authority over any book, even the King James Bible, the Word of God does that. Okay, let's not forget that the Word of God takes full authority over any translation. If it's the Word of God, that's what we must understand. The Bible is 100% accurate. Okay, the Bible itself. Okay, the Word of God is always true. So therefore, you know, you have a lot of issues with that. I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, do too much. I'm playing catch up, everybody. I'm just trying to talk to you guys because I think Bible study is the is the subject that we need to be getting into. You know, today I think people need to be saved today. Uh, ones that's listening, come on, you need to be saved. You know, old school way. You need to be saved. You know, far as that, but you know. I've talked about the babies, you know, the babies and everything like that. If you're a child of God from five years on up, whatever. If you're a child of God and you're reading all type of translations in your house, it's going to be the same thing. You're going to be more confused. You know, you're going to have some people sit down with three or four, I may be exaggerating, three different translations on the table or the parallel Bibles. They got parallel Bibles broken off in four different sections of different translations and people just going back and forth trying to find the true meaning, you know. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Of that parallel, what is God's word really saying? You know what? This is very helpful to you guys that read the Bible. I'm giving you something now you probably never heard before, but this is just true. You have different translations. I know you probably see some people. Some people have two or three different translations on their table. They might have the NIV, they might have the King James, they might have the New King James version, they might have this version, whatever like that. And they will in the Living Bible, they might have those. They 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 have a they have all those different translations. Now only one book <laughs> listen closely. Only one book is has the true translation. Even if they are alike, you know, why do you mean do you mean so many interpretations if they all saying the same thing? Because of unbelief. You're doubting it. Why would you keep using different translations and trying to do this and do that to find to try to get a meaning of something God is saying very simple? You know, 
and you're trying to get a translation on it, especially if you're looking at the King James and God says a certain thing, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Why do you need a translation for that? Even if it's saying thou shalt. All you, all it said, if you look at a different translation, most of them say the same thing. They say, you don't kill. You shouldn't kill. If it's saying anything different, then you know you have an error. But most of them are saying the same thing. You should kill. Why you need this? You, it's, it's okay. You don't have to walk around talking like the old English. You don't have to use thou's and winsome when you're talking to somebody, okay? People, get out of that. No, you don't have to talk that way. It's okay to use your own vernacular of English today as long as it's interpreted the right way. You don't have to walk around saying, if thou if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the head, thou shalt be saved. You shall be. It's okay to say if you believe Jesus in your heart by believing in his death, burial, resurrection, you will be saved. That's the way to be saved. It's okay to talk in your own language. I don't care if it's Chinese. I don't care if it's Arabian. It all means the same thing. You don't have to talk in the old English vernacular, people. That's why you're scared of the King James. You feel, or you've been felt, or you've been told your pastor talk like he's from old English. Stop it. Talk to your audience plainly, and the vernacular today. Today, long as it's using the right interpretation, it's okay to walk, talk your own language. You're not supposed to be stealing. You can't kill. It's okay to talk in that language. You know, it's okay. That's another best myth uh error about the King James Bible. Many people think they got to use those words tens and thousands and winces, you know. Remember they was even translated from the Hebrew Hebrew translation and the Old Testament to the Greek. So the translations could have you so confused, all you want to do is look at words and real meanings, which that one meaning means what it says. You don't have to look at the different type of meanings or you're going to get confused. I heard the Greek has so many different type of meanings for one word, and they use in different translations. That's why you have misinterpretations, and people what are still confused, and that's why everybody think they got the correct Bible, and the King James is wrong, because the majority follows certain transcripts, or you know, tr- interpretation does not make it right. So you don't just abandon something because the majority is using a different interpretation. That ought to give you a red flag right there, believer. Why do they abandon this book? And they use these other translations. All of a sudden, the, uh, the authorized word of God of 1611 with these different scholars already interpreted the Greek and Hebrew in the King Jimmy already. Why are these new and different translations and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them coming out of nowhere? You're going to always have, like Justin Johnson says, and I know, and I believe this too, why do you think that there's so many new translations always coming out? If you do a translation search, you see a lot of translations always coming out. Okay, you got a translation for this translation. No, you got a translation for this translation. You got a translation for this translation. You got a translation for this translation. This translation overlaps this translation. This translation underlaps this translation. This is the real translation. Oh, this is the real translation. And people, man, you got this translation. You got the slain translation. You got the message translation. You have so many Bible translations. It's pathetic. You think God pleased with that? Somebody is not right. Some books are not right. 
But you see more and more less of the King James reading Bible than any other Bible now. I think the NIV is one of the tops now, you know, out there. There are so many different translations of the Bible and everybody thinks they have the true word of God. Masterful, masterful plan by Satan. Master plan by Satan. Okay? Hmm. Something to think about, church. Something to think about. This, I'm going to leave you with this. Um, You know, if you're not saved, whatever Bible you have, if you go to 1 Corinthians, listen carefully, if you go to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4, that's the gospel of salvation. Whatever translation you have, read and compare it. Google it. Dr. Goward, compare the different translations. Don't look at the commentaries. Why? The reason I said it, because most comments going to say, you know, this is the real meaning. The King James has an error. This does not mean that. Ignore that, man. Ignore that. Just do your own look and just look at the comparisons. Stop going by what man tell you that. Even myself. Look at the different comparisons. This is going to take your get you out of your laziness, man and uh, man and woman, and do your own word study and look at the different translations and, and compare them uh, when it comes to the gospel, because that's very important when it comes to how to be saved. You know, look at that. You know, I'm just giving you a test now. Look at that out of your Bible. If it's not telling you that. You can be saved by believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's the way to be saved. You need to put that Bible down because it's a, it's a, it's not an error. It was done on purpose, so you won't know how to be saved. But I believe the majority of the Bible say the same thing when it comes to salvation. That's what I'm saying. All of them are evil. They just messed up or, or they get their teachers from some other uh, teacher or whatever like that that told us that. But when it comes to salvation, if it's not saying that the way to be saved today, not in what I'm saying, of believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ is the way to be saved. If it's a, a different way of their saying it, you will not be saved out of that Bible. If it's saying it, you can be saved because without the thinses and winces and whatever like that, the old English, if it's if most of them will say, you know, just this is the gospel of being saved is believing in the death, burial, resurrection. Go with that because that's the way to be saved. Okay, when you look at me, I don't want you looking at me as the King James only. Look at me as a man of God. Look at me that, you know, I'm a Bible follower. I don't worship King James. I worship God. I worship the Bible. I worship the Word of God. Okay, so I don't put my name as the King James only. I understand and I get it for each his own, but I don't put my name out there as that. I don't put my name as a, as a dispensationalist. Don't call me that. I don't put my name out there as a rightly divider. I don't put my name out there as a mid-ex person. I get the concept, though. You know, I believe in a mid-ex way of being self-interpreting the Bible, yes, but don't give me that name. I'm not a mid-ex person. I'm a child of God that likes to study and read God's way, the correct way, rightly divided. You might say, you too. Okay, let's compare. Let's compare. Not as a test, but let's compare and let the Bible interpret it itself. And the best interpretation I'm going to always follow is to interpret the Bible is through the King James Bible. 
I'm not saying you cannot get saved at other translations. I keep reiterating that because I mean it. But the King James Bible, let's compare. Compare it by doing word studies and everything like that. The problem with the Bible's belief in God's word is not the translation. It's still going to follow your unbelief. I don't care what translation it is. It's going to follow unbelief. But you are easily could be deceived by some of these whacked out translations. When I say whacked out, I'm not talking about every translation. Don't get me wrong, people that read another translation. I'm just saying some of them just obvious and whacked out. You ain't got no business with these translations because it's there to, to tickle your flesh. If it ain't talking about hell or different things like that, I mean, not heaven, but it's just talking about, it's, it's, don't mention hell or keep talking about Sheol or Hades. Uh, you confuse about name. You don't even say hell no more. You just say Hades or Sheol or whatever because you're stuck on words. If your Bible's not convicting you like it should convict you, that's a problem with that, okay? That's, that's just point blank. Stop running. Another thing, stop running from the King James. Give it a chance. Give it a chance and get off your laziness and try to study the King James. Stop listening to what other anti-King James people say about the Word of God. Stop and stop listening to what the only King James believers say about the Word of God. Because sometimes they're so robotic, they're so religious, they get it wrong. Do your own due diligence. Study to show yourself. Thyself, don't have to say thyself, but study yourself. Study on your own of what the word is saying. Give the King James Version a chance. At least give it a chance. You were against it because, you know, you know, you was taught that it was wrong and it was errorful. But give it a chance. Let the Holy Spirit, trust the Holy Spirit to lead you to the right translations. Unless you're scared to get the truth. And some of you are. You're scared because you're afraid somebody going to see you with a King James. That's, that's a shame. That's a shame. You have no problem with other translations. Everybody with that, the, you know, the unsaved, you know, the, the different cults even use. You got cults that use the King James. Really? You got a cults that use the King James only out of interpretation because they love the guilt. They love, they take some things literally that are not supposed to be uh, talking literally. You understand what I'm saying? They take some things literally <clears throat> for today. And they use it as a day, and they just add their own spice to it. And they love that King James authority. They love that King James condemnation. They love that blah, 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 and that wrath. So a lot of cults use it, and they, they misinterpret it. Like, the, the, just say, for instance, when Jesus said, you shall pick up serpents, and you shall not, it shall bite, you shall not die. They take that literally. See, they take that literally. And they teach it in their church, you know, drinking poison. They take that literally. Like it's for the day. They take that literally. You know, they go back and they look at the, the, the witches of, you know, the different things in the Old Testament. Had even the King Saul, the first king over Israel, would he just conjured up the, this spirit or whatever like that. They take that literally like you can use that today. They know it was demonic. They just use it today. They bring these certain occults. You have to be careful how you use the Bible or you will interpret it the wrong way and bring back demonic demonic type of spirits around you even misinterpreted the King James Bible let alone any other translation so you can you can you can run into condemnation from God even reading the King James Bible because you misinterpret it or you just use it as a weapon to put somebody else down you understand what I'm saying so let me digress and go back. The way to be saved today, unsaved, is 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. 
You have to look at it yourself. Go there. Stop being lazy. Go there. Whatever translation you got, go to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4 and read. That's the way to be saved. If it's another way to be saved in another translation, you got a wrong, errored up Bible. What I mean, error. Ooh, look at that's my stomach. Wow. Blah. When I'm talking about that, you got a misinterpretation. And sometimes it's somebody else's or the writer's interpretation, what they feel is really saying. Okay, but the way to be saved is believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Believe in that and receiving it. Believe in it. What I mean by that, Joe, I mean, you must, in order for you to believe anything, you could believe something, but still don't get the benefits of it. You just believe it happened. But when you receive it for your life, you receive the benefits that come with it. You receive the repentant heart that comes with it. Just best believing. Believing and receiving when it comes to the word of God and salvation goes hand in hand. It goes together. You just can't believe it happened. You just can't believe that Jesus died and rose again for my sins and think you're going to be saved. You believe that it happened, but you receive it. When the Bible talks about, especially when the Apostle Paul is talking, he's talking about believing it and receiving it. Some interpretation, some some of the readers in the Bible said when they receive, when they received, it didn't say when they believed, it said when they received. That be if they received it, they also believed it. That's how the Bible said. When the Bible said you have to believe Jesus done this for you, go back in the kingdom program. They had to believe Jesus was their king. Okay. Now believing that just on the basis of believing that he's the king of Israel was not going to save them. They had to believe him and accept him as their Messiah and follow his ways back then. See, their belief was receiving and obeying. They had to follow what he told them to do. See, they just could not believe it. They had to follow the laws. They had to really receive it. And the only way they they would for their salvation, they had to receive it. They received it by obeying. Today, we believe by faith, straight out belief, by faith. Therefore, when we believe how to be saved today is believe what Jesus done on the cross, his death, burial, resurrection. We have to believe it and receive it in our lives for change. We have to really believe it in our hearts. Believing and receiving goes together. Okay, believing and receiving goes together to be truly saved. You go to the way to be truly saved today, and I do a teach. I've done a teaching on it on my previous on my uh, previous podcast is back. Is you're gonna always come with a broken heart. You're gonna always come with a change. For a true person that got saved today, always come with looking for a change, not to stay the same. See. That's your belief. Your belief is saying, man, I want to be saved. I want to stop doing the things that I stop. Your belief is based on not so much what you do. Your belief is always going to be based on, you know, your belief about receiving it. How do you receive? You receive. You just say, man, I don't want to live the well. I believe that Jesus died and he was buried and he rose again. I believe that. And the re- and you saying that's a sinner. That means you believe in what he has done for you. Therefore, you want to change. You don't want to stay the same. See, that's the total package of belief. We make it so simple sometimes. And it is simple, but we I like to explain this. And I believe I was led by the Holy Spirit in my spirit. In my spirit. The Holy Spirit talks to my spirit. Not this physical body, but through my spirit. It's not a voice I can, you know, I can comprehend all the time. It talks within my spirit, and my spirit makes it plain through me. You know, letting me know that we must 
follow the right way of being saved, believing in what Jesus done on the cross. Okay, his death, burial, resurrection, believe and receive. You believe that according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4, you will be saved. You don't have to say you will shout to be saved. You will be saved. Okay. Use your own vernacular. It's okay. God wants us to use our own language as long as it just lines up with what his word is saying, whether it's Hebrew or Old English or whatever. You will be saved. Okay. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee. Love you guys. You know, thank you. Thank you with the patience with me. Body of Christ, real talk. This is Joseph Brownlee. This is my talk today. I talked about Bible study. And I just want to say hello. And I think this is very important for me to talk about certain things. It's uplifting. It's okay to be saved. It's okay to be a child of God. It's okay to do something different that's going to be internal in your life. Okay? It's okay. God bless you all. I love you all. God is good. God is still on the throne. There's good things coming to the church. I with, even though all this this jazz and all this havoc is going on around us, and I'm going to touch on that later on down the line, but I want you to know there's hope. There's hope in the body of Christ. There's true hope. Let's learn the Bible. Let's learn how to study the Bible. Let's learn how to read the Bible. But very important. Words and translations are very important in the word of God. Remember this, and I believe you with this. Remember, words in the Bible are very important. Satan is trying to take down the church by leaving the church ignorant and breaking out many beliefs and many translations. That's why you have so many, so many thousands of denominations out there that is not ordained by God at all. That's from the enemy, the God of this world, little G. That's what these, that's why so many denominations out there now. And people are still confused and people are still going to hell in a handbasket because of misinterpretation of not understanding the real true word of God. God bless you. Love y'all. Peace out. Joseph Brownlee with some more real talk. More real talk. God bless y'all. Bye-bye. Peace out. Love you all. And I'm going to leave you with my favorite laughter from a child. We must become a child again. This is the way we should be sounding. And this is where it's going to be when we're around a God. Just by being around him. We're supposed to be like this. <laughs> Oh, God bless y'all. Love y'all. And so does the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Bye-bye. Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions. And yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.